Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Hello, welcome to it. It is a, I nearly said Monday, it's a Tuesday edition of Sports Day. Jason Matthews in the house tonight. Uh, I can tell you, Daddy Vass is fresh from his Christmas break. The man who doesn't like Christmas is uh, back from his Christmas break. We'll catch up with him soon. We've got three burning questions. We've got a big show. Uh, former Australian opener Simon Cadditch joining me on the show. We're going to preview the third test which kicks off at the uh, SCG tomorrow. Uh, hopefully the rain behaves itself. I think at this stage, probably looking at Thursday, might be a bit of rain. It's got to be better than last year. That was terrible. Or was it the year before? Oh, actually, it was probably the last two years. It's absolutely bucketed down. Anyway, that uh, test kicks off against Pakistan tomorrow. Dave Warner's last test. And let's not lose sight as well that it is the pink test uh, with money being raised going towards breast care nurses around Australia so uh, for the McGrath Foundation. So a big test match plays a big part on the Sydney sporting calendar and we'll catch up with uh, Simon Cadditch and get his thoughts on on Dave Warner as well. What else is coming up the show? Chris Nelson will preview a big week of racing uh, around Queensland. Uh, Barrett Sundaray's and SEN's very own uh, caught up with Pat Cummins. Uh, we'll have that for you. As I said, uh, Daddy Vass, back from holidays, a well-deserved break, three burning questions coming up. Uh, but first of all, some uh, cricketing news for you for twoies. I feel like a twoies or two. Drink responsibly. David Warner uh, yesterday announced his ODI retirement. I'm, I'm definitely retiring from one-day cricket as well. Um, that was something that I, I had said, you know, through the World Cup, get through that, and if... Um, you know, winning it in India, I think that's a massive achievement. So um, I'll make that decision today as well to retire from those forms, um, which it does allow me to go and play um, some other leagues around the world and and sort of get the, the one-day team um, sort of moving forward a little bit. I know there's a Champions Trophy coming up and, you know, look, if I'm playing decent cricket still in two years' time and I'm, I'm around and, you know, they need someone, I'm, I'm going to be available. Uh, farewell, David Warner from the One Day team. I mean, what a way to go out. He's just picked up a, a World Cup trophy. Uh, he had played a good hand in the ODI World Cup in India, so he's bidding farewell to that. And who can blame him going to play the T20 tournaments around the world? Uh, cash in before he finally does uh, fully retire. So Dave Warner no longer opening batsman for Australia in the ODIs. I reckon someone like a Matt Short should be able to replace him. I don't think they'll get you back for the... ICC Champions Trophy Day, uh, as much as you'd like to be asked. I don't think that'll happen. Some sad news for him today, though, and and this is this is crap. This shouldn't happen as much as I'm not a massive fan of Dave Warner, but um, he's earned these, and for someone to take, well, it's alleged that someone has stolen his bag of greens, it's a, yeah, it's a scummy act. But a couple of days ago, our bags got uh, freighted via Qantas. 
Uh, we've gone through CCTV footage. Um, they've got some blind spots apparently. Uh, we spoke to the Key West Hotel, who we absolutely trust and have gone through their cameras. No one's came into our rooms. But unfortunately, someone has taken my backpack out of my actual luggage, which had my backpack and my girl's presence in there. Inside this backpack was my bag of greens. That's sentimental to me. It's something that I would love to have back in my hands, walking out there uh, come this week. If it's the backpack that you really wanted, I have a spare one here. You won't get into trouble. Please reach out to Cricket Australia or myself via my uh, social media. And I'm happy to give this to you if you return my baggy greens. Thank you. That's Dave Warner via social media today. Scummy, scummy act. Um, I mean, not only knocking off his kids' Christmas presents, but his two baggy greens, which they belong to him. He deserves those and he deserves them back for his final ever test match at the SCG uh, tomorrow. I think he's pointed out where it's... Mm. Where they've been taken from. He's in the whole back, did he? At all. Uh, Simon Cadditch, we'll talk to him soon about Australia announcing an unchanged lineup for the SCG test tomorrow. The Aussie women just keep chugging along in India, don't they? Uh, they head into the third test against India, locked up at one all um, after India claimed their historic maiden test victory over Australia in the second. Is that just a blip? Maybe. Uh, BBL, the Hurricanes defeated the Thunder by seven wickets. Eleven balls uh, left yesterday. Good to see um, Benny McDermott get amongst the runs with a half century. Well deserved for him and needed as well. The other game, the Heat versus Sixers, were sitting at the Gabba last night for two hours. Myself and Chris Hartley waiting for that game to start. Finally got abandoned at seven fifty-five Queenslander time. Uh, points get split. Now the Heat, the Sixers play again tomorrow at Coffs Harbour Stadium. And I don't know if you saw the pictures on social media over the last uh, couple of days, but uh, Coffs Harbour Stadium, underwater. They had something like 400, 300 mils in, in four hours. And it's that flooded, the, well, was that flooded, the covers were floating on top of the water. So I don't know, if you're in Coffs and you've got a picture of the stadium, we'd love to see it. And tonight, the Stars take on the Renegades at the MCG for an all-Melbourne affair. That's our cricket update brought to you by Tui's. I feel like a Tui's or two. Drink responsibly. When we come back, a former Australian Open, Simon Cadditch, joins us on Sports Day. He's got that out of the middle and into the gap. He goes to 52. Brilliant batting, Simon Cadditch. You once again are making the most of an opportunity. It's his first test in Australia for some time. Three years, to be precise. Geez, I tell you what, you do well to get back into that Australian cricket team. He did it. How many times, first of all, welcome Simon Cadditch to Sports Day. How many times did you make your way back into the Australian cricket team? Was it the tw was it twice or were there, was there more times? Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, it was a couple of times, I think. Um, I got my debut in 2001 in, in the Ashes in England when uh, Steve Waugh injured his calf and I debuted in the fourth test at Headingley and then uh, didn't get back in until I think it was sort of late 2003 against Zimbabwe in Australia. And then, um, yeah, it was sort of in and out of that team for the next couple of years and then got back in for the final time in sort of mid-2008 for the West Indies Tour after being told a year earlier that I was never going to get picked again. So, yeah, there was probably a few times, probably, yeah, three or four maybe. Yeah, geez, i tell you what, to be told that, that, that might, it would have made you more determined, right? Oh, definitely. Um, I think when I got told that in sort of April of 2007, um, 
I was only, I think I was still only about 31 years of age. So I'd had a pretty good season the year before for New South Wales. So it came as a bit of shock. But, um, yeah, it was nice to be able to um, prove them wrong and get back in there and, yeah, I guess play my best test cricket in my last period in sort of 2008 to 2010. Simon, you're a part of our SEN cricket commentary team doing a great job with with the lads, Jarrett, Barrett, Sundarazen, Collo, and a, a cast of thousands, including Flemo. Um, the the third test kicks off tomorrow against Pakistan. Pakistan put up a brave fight in that second test at the MCG. Is there anyone from Pakistan and Australia that's impressed you most so far this summer? Yeah, look, it was a fantastic fight from them. I think, um, obviously, they got off to a slow start on day one, uh, dropping David Warner early and then dropping Mitch Marsh in that second inning. So, you know, had they taken catches, I think everyone probably felt they were, you know, played well enough to win. But I think uh, for mine, you know, what's impressed me the most is that they've come out and said they want to play the more aggressive style of cricket, which is not easy to do against Australia in Australia. So I think the way that Mick Skipper led the way in Melbourne, Sean Massoud, and backed it up with the bat, whilst he didn't get 100, you know, he got a couple of 50s and played really well. So, you know, he was impressive to be able to go out there and, and walk the talk. Um, I've been impressed with Abdullah Shafiq. He hasn't got a score yet, but he got a really good 60 in the first innings. Looks a good player, uh, and he's still only young. And then in terms of their, I guess, their um, bowling lineup, you know, Shane Sharafridi stands out, and he, yeah. he's probably had a slow start in this series, but... I thought he came to life and that second inning's got them some early breakthroughs with um, Kawadra and Labashane and then, yeah, Nihamza stood up and, and bowled well and he got fourth in the second inning. So they've had a number of players that, you know, probably aren't that well known to Australian fans, but I thought their their spirit they showed in um, in Melbourne with it and, and probably the one that summed it up the most was uh, the youngster playing his second test, Amir Jamal who got six wickets in Perth and then came out to uh, to bat and got 30-odd not out in Melbourne and, and then uh, kept them in the game with some lower-order partnerships. So, yeah, they've had plenty of guys stand out, even Rizwan as well. He's brilliant and, and probably, uh, yeah, another day if things went his way. You know, Pakistan might have won that second test. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, the 54 buys in the first innings didn't help either, you know, when you, when you take those into consideration. If you knocked about 30 off those, it would have been a much closer match. Uh, for the Aussies, Mitch Marsh, is he the one who stood out? Yeah, he's been superb. I think uh, you can really see it in his mindset. His game hasn't changed. It's just he's freed his mind up. And I think this time around, since he got back in the ashes earlier in the year, he's made a conscious effort to be true to himself, which is to go out there, take the bowlers on, and normally does that in white ball cricket at the top of the order, but I think this environment that uh, Andrew McDonald and Pat Cummins have created, they're allowing each of the players to be themselves, you know, on and off the field with their individuality, and I think Mitch is a great reflection of that. Uh, he's played aggressively in both tests. He probably should have had two test hundreds in these first three tests. He batted beautifully in Perth, got 90, and then the other day, he had a bit of luck, got dropped you know, on 20, uh, but then made them pay and, and you know, just fell short on 96 of what would have been a, you know, richly deserved 100, given that Australia were under huge pressure. Mm. Uh, at one stage there, 4 for 16, and he stood up and, and played the way that he wanted to play when he got back in this team, which is not that easy to do, you know, when the team's under that sort of pressure and, and you want to play aggressively, but he did it and, 
Um, yeah, he's been brilliant so far. Yeah, and Aussies want a character, don't they, to get behind and... We've got it in Travis Head. I feel like Travis Head should walk out to the middle with a long neck when he has a bat and just put it behind the <laughs> behind behind the stumps. But Mitch Marsh is that is another character that Aussies just fall in love with now. And in fact, I think I heard something during the last test at the MCG five or six years ago. He was booed from the field. Last test last week, standing ovation. Yeah, look, they certainly uh, appreciated him last week. I think he got a great reception. And he would have got an even bigger one if he'd got the three figures. But, um, yeah, you're right about Travis Head. There's a bit of worry about him uh, in terms of how he looks with his, his moustache. And I think Mitch Marsh is, is uh, loving how he's playing. So I think at five and six, they've decided to double up with the moustaches and, and try and outdo each other. So, uh, yeah, look, I think what it does is it shows Australia have got a really uh, aggressive and dynamic sort of five, six and even even if you include Alex Carey, who likes to get on with it. So yep. I think if the top four, the engine room, does the bulk of the work early and, and sort of wear down the attack, which they, they did the other day, those guys can come out with a licence and play aggressively. So it'll make for an exciting test team, if that's the case. And, um, yeah, all, all those guys in the middle order like to get on with it. So it's, uh, it's not a bad spot for them to be in at the moment. 2011, let's get on to Warner now. 2011, you retired from uh, test cricket. What's going through Warner's Warner's head as you think about your retirement from Test cricket? I wish, I wish I'd been able to retire the way he's been able to, but yeah. um, it unfortunately didn't quite work out like that. I got injured and never got uh, never got back. So um, yeah, that, that's that's the way things go, and you know, you, time moves on. And uh, you know, my I guess experience it happened for a reason, and um, you know, you move on with the rest of your life. But in Davey's experience now, you know, he's going out really on a high. He's been able to go out at his home venue at the SCG, uh, played beautifully in Perth at the start of the series when the selectors hadn't guaranteed him a, you know, a fairy tale finish at the SCG, but he went out there and got a superb 164. So I don't think he could ask for a better way to finish. Um, you know, he's he's going to go down as, I think, the second highest uh, amount of runs across all three formats um, as a batsman. And, and But as an opener... He's arguably our greatest ever all-format opener, um, given the amount of runs he's made across the three formats. And given that uh, T20 cricket probably wasn't played as much uh, in the previous era, it's sort of hard to compare between him and Matty Hayden. I think if Matty Hayden had played a lot more T20 cricket, he was just as aggressive, if not as aggressive, as Davey. And um, you'd you'd be putting those two probably in the same echelon. But... You know, Davey um, has just moved behind Ricky Ponning in terms of second on the most amount of runs for Australia in all three formats, and he rightly deserves to be there. Um, you know, he's been an entertainer. He's batted at the top of the order, which is not the easiest thing to do against fresh bowlers in all formats. Albeit, you know, white ball cricket, that's the best place to bat, but in test cricket, it's obviously a, a greater challenge. But, um, you know, he can he can go away now very satisfied with what he's achieved in his career, and um, know that you know the way he's gone about it. Yes, he's had obviously some issues at times. Obviously, with what happened in Cape Town, and I think um, you know that's made him polarising. But at the end of the day, um, the way he's been able to come back from that experience and then finish his career the way he has um, is testament to his character. I asked a bloke last night that you played a fair whack of first-class cricket against Chris Hartley, former Queensland keeper. 
I said, what's your memory of Dave Warner? And he said, God, he, he'd like the sledge. What are your memories as a, as a former teammate of his? Well, I mean, I was fortunate enough to play with a lot of these current players now as New South Wales captain, you know, around sort of the 2007, 2008 sort of season is when a lot of them started to filter into our team at sort of 18, 19. And I mean, Steve Smith debuted that season. So did Kawaja. I think so did um, about a season or two later. I think Davey debuted. Uh, so did Stark and Hazelwood a few years later. So I feel like I'm reasonably well placed. And I think for me, the, the probably the best memory is we went to the Champions League in 2009 um, for New South Wales after winning the BBL the year before. And we got to play in India and, um, you know, David opened the batting with the late Phil Hughes and we had a really young team, apart from probably myself, Brett Lee and Stewie Clark. Uh, the rest of the, the team were, were kids and it was, yeah, Warner Hughes, Smith, Enrique, um, Stephen O'Keefe and all these young kids. And, we end up winning the title, and and David at the top of the order. This was only 2009, so he hadn't played for Australia yet, and and he and Phil Hughes just looked like they belonged at that level, and they'd only just been sort of started playing for New South Wales. So um, their energy, their skill, and I think probably more than anything, was it was their you know, firm belief in their own ability. And that's what stood out to me. Rightio, SEN's coverage of the New Year's test starts tomorrow from 9 o'clock, Australian Eastern Daylight Time, live from the SCG. I hope you've got something pink ready to wear, Simon. Yeah, the wardrobe for seven will be uh, all over it. So, yeah, I'll be, I'm all covered, thankfully. Right, we look forward to hearing you and seeing you on the airwaves uh, from tomorrow. Simon Cadditch, thanks for your time on Sports Day. My pleasure. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Jason Matthews in. Uh, Scotty Sattler on holidays until Jan 15. And Rat, who I saw on social media today at the Buffalo Bills game, Wearing all their gear and hanging out with the with the Bills Army or whatever they call themselves over there, he's a San Francisco 49ers fan. What a turncoat! Don't worry, that one's in the memory bank. We'll give him crap about that when he gets back. Uh, SEN's own bar at Sundaraisen uh, has been on the job again. Of course, he's part of SEN's uh, cricket coverage of the third test, which starts tomorrow at nine o'clock Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Our coverage that is. Live from the SCG. Caught up with Pat Cummins today ahead of the third test. Pat Cummins, thanks for speaking with SEN Test Cricket. Happy New Year to start with. Uh, Sydney Test, always special uh, coming back home, uh, to your home ground. But just to start off another, another year, it feels like 2023 just ended and we've spoken a lot about how special that was for you. Yeah, it's always a good marker each year coming back here. Um, the start of the year, yeah, 2023, just a crazy year. I think it's going to be hard to top in the last six months. Just everything went to plan really uh so we're still still feels like we're on a bit of a high actually um and probably will be for a while uh but yeah good way to kick it off always here in sydney and then still got feels like another or four test matches five test matches in the next uh couple of months which is exciting are you one of those though like you kick off like um, the sydney test or just the new year with uh fresh views or resolutions and all that no, no, I'm absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, kind, kind of uh, play each week as it comes. Um, yeah, especially our calendar is pretty crazy, so I never look too far ahead and just uh, hop on the plane or the bus <laughs> and work out wherever I 
aim that way. Uh, speaking of day in week to week, this is the David Warner week in some in many ways. Um, just just this, what he's brought to Test cricket, uh, batting. He's a pioneer. He started batting a way that very few people had done before. But what he's meant to Australian cricket uh, for the Aussies here. Yeah, I look back to when he started. I think there was a a way that you're meant to bat in Test cricket, especially as an open batter. You, you know, there's a certain style. That's how you have to play. And he turned that upside down, um, putting the pressure right back onto the bowlers. Striking at 70 or 80 in Test cricket is unheard of, um, and I think you've seen a lot of teams around the world kind of follow that lead. So he's going to be a huge loss. Uh, hopefully, we we'll have a great week for him here. Um, but yeah, just super impressive his 13, 14 year career um, and the amount of games he's won for Australia along the way. Uh, and to you guys, I mean, he's such, been such a big part of this dressing room. I know, I mean, he always divides opinions about Australia uh, amongst the public, but what has he meant to you guys as a teammate and just as a leader in that side? Yeah, he's, he's just always, uh, it's always something going on with David. It's always fun. Brings a lot of good energy to the group. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time on the road and he's always up and about. And um, Yeah, you know, over the course of what a, over a dozen years you know we've gone through a lot together he's you now got three kids you know we all started out we're all kind of well he was early 20s I was teenagers um, and now we're all kind of part of families and uh, so it's been great uh, yeah he's going to be sorely missed I'm sure there are many many special moments but uh, is something that stands out for you like on or off the field when you when you think David Warner uh, my memory's not great so I, I'm trying to think I mean even most recently I think in in, um, in, the, in the ODI World Cup, the way he, he went about it. Um, it's quite easy for someone like him who's a prolific run scorer just to get runs, but he'd go out there, he'd play his ramps off top of off for six. Uh, he would really put, put the pressure back onto the bowlers and that, that really sets up the whole innings for our team and, and kind of everyone else follows that lead. Uh, is there anything planned for him? I mean, the sense like before or after the game, and has there been obviously been a lot of talk about him? But uh, just what's been happening in the lead up to this? Yeah, we're going to have a bit of a celebration after the Test match um, for Davy. Uh, we've got a few little bits and pieces as a team that we've we've sorted for him. But yeah, the main thing's trying to make sure on the field he has a special week, and uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll be really well celebrated by the fans here at the SCG. Uh, I mean, the focus obviously is on him, but but you know, like you said. Test cricket just rolls on, and in 10 days after his final day, maybe in Test cricket, you'll need a new opener. Um, has there been a lot of discussion about it? Um, different people have chimed in with their options. Yeah. But like, just where do you stand with knowing who that person is? Ah, uh, yeah. The good thing is there are some really good options. Um, you know, the honest answer is we haven't sat down in depth. We know we've got a bit of time, um, so we kind of want to see. Yeah, there's no point making a decision before we need to uh, on on this one. Um, so. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll sit down after this test match and the selectors will come up with who they think uh, best to, who's going to do you know, the best in that spot. Um, Davey's a pretty hard man to replace, but we'll try. Do you have a preference as to be a specialist or could it be someone from the middle or a push double league? Personally, do you have a preference on that front? No, not really. I think it's just whoever you think is going to perform best up there. Um, so, uh, yeah, no preference or yeah, don't have to be right hand or left hand. It's just whoever you think is going to be best. Uh, and just finally, on on this pink test, uh, Pat, uh, you said earlier it's always been special to you and your family and it's been a tough year for you on a personal front. But what does this mean to you and this one in particular? It's always special. Um, you know, I think it's it's a, a week each year where you see how positive, you know, how much positive change we can make through cricket. 
and seeing 30,000, 40,000 people turn up here and wanting to make a difference and doing it together, I think that, that still makes it really special for me. Um, but yeah, obviously with mum, it's been a really difficult year, so this one's going to have a bit of added um, uh, kind of specialness to it. Um, yeah, like, like it kind of has pretty much every test I've played here. Thank you so much, Bad. Go well. Great. Thank you. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Suncorp Home Resilience. Uh, hello to all our listeners around southeast Queensland. Jeez, copped a battering over the last week. Um, even more of it today. Hopefully it's now eased off a little bit and I hope you're safe. I really do. Um, and I hope you were Suncorp because no doubt they will look after you. Is the signature of Jerome Luai, the Panthers player, safe for the Tigers? They made the massive offer uh, to him, which is about $1.2 oh, $1. million a year or $1.25 I think it was a four-year, $6 million deal. The 10 days have expired and we've heard nothing. So is he still safe for the Tigers? Is he going to stay at the Panthers? Are the Bulldogs serious? Are there, is their offer still floating around? Or is he going to stay a Panther, as I just said? If the 10 days have expired, and we don't know whether that takes into public holidays, like a bank, isn't it? It, it? Does it take into account public holidays? I'm not sure. But if the 10 days have expired, if I was the Tigers, I would be removing that offer. It's off the table. Because the Tigers don't want to be the Tigers of old and look desperate. They want to be able to say, here's our offer. It's a fantastic offer. It's 1.25 mil per year over four years. Here it is. You've got 10 days to accept it. And if he hasn't accepted it, withdraw the offer. It's gone. And then it's a safe bet that he's going to stay a Panther. What do you think? 0457 736 736. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. And as I said off the top, I hope you're doing well. We've had a lot of rain around southeast Queensland. Break time. When we come back, Chris Nelson, big week of racing in Queensland. We'll do that next. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Shouldn't uh, really be talking to this bloke, but uh, I've got to. It's what we have to do here. Uh, remember, you win some, you lose more. Chris Nelson, hello. Hello, Jase. <laughs> Happy New Year to you. Well, Happy no, New listen. Year to all our listeners and... Yes. I was going to ask you that. When do you stop saying Happy New Year to people? Because oh, I'm over it now. Well, I think um, I think tomorrow, that's the cutoff. So midnight yep. tonight, that's the cutoff. If you come back to work next week, don't expect a Happy New Year. No, there is a cutoff for all these things, isn't there? I, I agree with you. Couldn't agree more. But if you haven't seen the person, well, I suppose you've got an extra couple of days. Well, hang on. But then what if I don't see him till June? Well, that's taken. No, there is. There's two cutoffs. One when you, one official, one and one a couple of days later. If you haven't seen them, <laughs> too many. That rules. makes sense. No, they are rules. <laughs> right, yeah, we're gearing up for the Magic Millions. Geez, we had some rain around southeast oh. Queensland. 
Back at the Gold Coast this weekend, how do you reckon that's going to affect the track? Well, it's a heavy 10. There'd be no surprise to you at the at this stage and with all the rain down there. But uh, look, the track manager there, Navesh, he's saying it's some of the heaviest rain he has ever seen in his life. But the new track is coping really well. The drainage is going really well. And he's thinking that by the time we get to Saturday, we'll be in the soft range. But we are forecast to get some more rain on Saturday. So we're hoping it doesn't happen during the meeting. But he's saying soft. So... New track, new drainage. It's obviously doing the job so far. Yeah, rightio. Okay, so that's Saturday. Where yep. are we before then? We go to Eagle Farm tomorrow. That's our first meeting of the week. Then we go to Gatton on Thursday. We go to Mackay on Friday during the day and the Sunshine Coast on Friday night. That is going to be one heavy track, I can assure you. Uh, Saturday, we'll get back to the Gold Coast in a sec, but Ipswich we race at and we also race at Bell in the country. Where? Uh, now, Bell. All right. I haven't got Satsy. I'll Google that while you um, you think I'll by tell you now all about what's happening. You uh, you, you think by now you would look that up before you come on the air. Bell, you would think so, wouldn't you? Bell so. That should have been my New Year's resolution. Now, what to do research? At, it's right at the Gold Coast on Saturday. We have got the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar wave for the three and four year olds over eighteen hundred meters. We've got two. $250,000 Class 4s, one for the Colts and Geldings, one for the Phillies and Mares. We've got two $250,000 Maidens, one over 1400 and one over 1100 We've got a two-year-old Gold Nugget for the Colts and Geldings and a two-year-old Gold Pearl for the Phillies. And keep in mind, uh, the last few I think the last 10 runnings of the Magic Millions has been quite a number of winners who have raced the Saturday before in either the Gold Nugget or the Gold Pearl. So very important lead-up races there on Saturday. Bell is a rural town and locality in the Western Downs region, so it's about 39 k's north of Dalby. Oh, it's not far away at all. Uh, population of 502 people, currently 19 degrees and cloudy. Well, surprise, surprise, Gee, in Queensland at the it. moment. Rightio. Uh, any tips for tomorrow, mate? Uh, no, I think I'm going to just uh, wait and see what happens tomorrow right. with the weather. Uh, right, okay. I have no idea how the Eagle Farm track will come up, and we'll probably get... It's only seven races. They're only small fields. And by the time we get with the scratchings in the mornings, we could have uh, three or four runners in some of those races. So I think we'll just wait and see what happens. Is, isn't it great, listeners, when the guy comes on to give tips, refuses to? Well, <laughs> it's not much use because it'll either be scratched or I'll tip you something or go around a dollar ten in a field of four. And then you'll bag and me lose. for that. And lose. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm telling you, get your cat doing the tips again. She had a great run. Check, uh, check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, Jase. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. I'll tell you what, I can't believe it. Uh, welcome back to the show. Jason Matthews here tonight. Uh, we're at the end of the show already. I've run out of time for three birding questions with Daddy Vass, so we'll save that till tomorrow night. Um, he's got some good questions. He's got some beauties he wants to get off his chest. Quick community update before we go. Thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Uh, there's a smoke warning in place for Gladstone with a fire burning on Facing Island. Gladstone residents are advised not to travel unless essential and to close windows and doors. Start up to date. QFES.queensland.gov.au 
And this community update, thanks to the new fire coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions available at Bunnings Warehouse. That's going to do us. That puts a line through Tuesday night. Can't wait to watch uh, the Melbourne Derby tonight in the BBL, uh, the Stars and the Renegades. It's underway, that game. And tomorrow, make sure you're listening to the first day of the third and final test against Pakistan, the pink test. David Warner's last test match at the SCG. Uh, Coverage starts from 8 a.m. Queensland time for our Queensland listeners. Uh, Enjoy your night. We'll catch you tomorrow night. Goodbye.